The Firesign Theater Radio Hour Hour continues. We find young Phil back at the grave. Well, you know, Doctor, uh, I know that in uh, Largadel, France, absolutely nothing happened last year. It's uh, a little south uh, France uh, village. Just below the border? Yes, it is, as a matter of fact. Near the ocean. Near... Asson, you know where that is? Uh, uh, we no, were there in the, no. in the war. We were fighting there, no, and I had several there, children there. Why don't you just go on with your story? Well, uh, uh, Louise, I don't would want me to say this to you. Why don't you take your hand off my arm? <laughs> Sorry, okay. Doctor. Okay. Uh, Do you want another just, tangerine? I just go on talking about... This game is particularly intended for young ladies. If, however, a few young gentlemen are of the company, their presence may contribute to render it the more amusing. All the company place themselves in a semicircle, within which is a seat more elevated than the rest, for the schoolmistress, whom they at once proceed to choose. The latter selects another of the company, who takes her place upon a stool in front of her companions, and must be prepared to answer all the accusations which the mistress may bring against her. You ventured to go out yesterday without my permission. Where did you go? To my aunt's. Here she points to one of her companions who must at once answer, Yes, mistress, or else pay a forfeit. Yes, mistress. That is not all. You have been somewhere else. My thumb tells me so. At the word thumb, the accused answers, It knows nothing about it, which she repeats until the mistress names another finger. And what is worse, you did not go alone. It knows nothing about it. Still, it says that you were in a grove. It knows nothing about it. That a handsome young man was there at the same time. It knows nothing about it. You have you have even dined in company with him. It is my middle finger tells me this. Do not believe it. This is the phrase where the middle finger is spoken of. And in a private room. Do not believe it. My neighbor knows to the contrary. She points to another young lady who must answer, Yes, mistress. After the dinner, which lasted for a long time. Do not believe it. The young man brought you back in a carriage. Do not believe it. The was overturned in crossing a brook. Do not believe it. And when you returned, your dress was wet and torn. Do not believe it. I can bring the testimony of one, two, three of my companions. Yes, mistress. She points towards those who are inattentive to the game in preference to the others. They must answer, yes, mistress. Yes, mistress. Or, or pay a forfeit forfeit. It, it is my little finger that has told me so. Pardon me, mistress. It has told a falsehood. All the young ladies say at the same time, ah, the wicked little finger. Ah, the wicked little finger. It insists upon it, however. It has told a falsehood. Ask all my companions, all without uttering a word. Lift up the right hand as if to attest the falsehood of the accusation. Yes, mistress. The slightest hesitation is punished by a forfeit. Yes, mistress. It says here that all these young ladies tell a falsehood. All rise. Those who keep their seats pay a forfeit. The accused returns among her companions. A new mistress is chosen who designates a new culprit, and the game continues. If, on the contrary, the first mistress, content with the testimony which the young ladies have given without asking, announces that the little finger declares that it was mistaken. She can bring forward new charges to which the culprit must answer in the same manner as before. Yes, mistress! And uh, he was wearing a... No, I'm not interested in what he was wearing, Bob. Let's go back to 
this little town in oh, France. What about the duck hats? Lagardelle. Oh, Lagardelle. We've got to get your mind back there. We've got to clear this. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and what happened? And, um, what about the duck hats? What about the duck hats? There were no births, no deaths, no marriages, nothing. The whole time you were there? Nothing. The whole year you were there? Nothing happened in the village of Lagardelle. You want to hear last about last year? Nothing happened there. Nothing happened there. Come, come, come. come. Four fifty like forty-five. A journey to Antioch. The person upon whom this penalty is inflicted leads another of the opposite sex behind a screen or a door. Here, the gentleman kisses the lady and touches any part of her dress which he may choose. Oh. On their return from the journey, they permit themselves uh, and present themselves before all the company in turn, and the gentleman asks each of them what part of the lady's attire he has touched. (coughs) At each mistake on their part, he kisses that portion of the lady's dress which has been named by them. If at last some one of the company guesses correctly, he kisses the lady. Or if it is a lady, she receives a kiss from the gentleman. If on the contrary, no one one guesses rightly, the gentleman names aloud the part of the lady's dress which he has touched and kisses the lady once more before conducting her to her seat. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Yes, mistress. Yes, mistress. Yes. Well, that's a uh, parlor games that uh, remember the good old days, the things that everybody talks about, and when they put on their gas masks. What clean air, Peter? Yeah, a lot of clean air, a lot of people Peter, going around. Excuse me, but your neck, that necklace uh, that you're wearing is on fire. Oh my God, my corn necklace. Yeah. It's really a heavy astrological day. It's starting to pop. <laughs> right. <laughs> Little pop art is what they need. No doubt about it. Um, With each invention of a better kind of boat and a better kind of spear, the pursuit of whales was carried further from shore. When at last in the 1860s, Svend Foyne perfected the harpoon with a bomb in its head, <laughs> he opened the last century of whaling. Hey! <coughs> he patented his bomb on Christmas Eve and wrote in his diary, <coughs> I... Thank ye, thee, I thank thee, O Lord, is that a T there? Let me see, Lord, Lord, thou alone hast done all, two else in that, yeah, all. This is the Firesign Theatre Radio Hour Hour, taking you now to a delicate little Victorian house perched high atop the Sunset Strip, where in the sunshine and smog of beautiful Hollywood, the Firesign Theatre, finding themselves alone, discuss their motion picture. So, what if, uh, if she only made $460 that week? Mm-hmm. And as a result, she had to... That's going to limit us, though. Look, look, You look. don't understand. Just, the economic motivation's good. Look, now, look. You see what I mean? Let me, do, let me do it for look, you. Look, I'm not married to anything. No, look, I've got an idea. i got these, these, these boys that can do I just do got this a divorce route. I don't know what that has to do with anything. It doesn't. How many guys for one minute? You don't have to no, bring up two personal two guys. Uh, things. Two, two, two guys. Oh, First look, of all, we've got, to double, we've got to double the dog. No, I no, double can't the, double the dog. We, we gotta double the dog. We can't do that all. because we gotta bring in the Grabeezer uh, fly crane. 
Yeah, that's right. If well, you don't know what a to... blue goose is, you don't know how to make movies. That's true. Blue goose is we could put the. Uh, what, what about the Unbrothers? <laughs> the Unbrothers, Kempton Cooth, the Unbrothers. Yes. Right? Good You've group. got a problem in the plot here, and I don't think that it's going to make any difference who plays the part yeah. until you resolve it. Oh, well, let me get back to this thing about 460. Okay, look, I think the economic motivation works. So let me lay, lay it up. Right? Uh -huh. Which is... It's only an you, idea. If you don't make her a whore, but you make her just a fancy lady. Yes. Right, mm -hmm. just a fancy lady. And the difference of $20 is important. Right. She'd leave town for there $20. There's one man, problem with that, whore. though. There's you know one I mean? major problem with that. We have the costumes made already. It costs $15,000. All right, look, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can I read the notes that we've got on this oh, scene? They were buried for six months. Let me know. just give them age. Right. Let me just read the notes. Now, this is what came down, okay? The rest of the story of blood and lymph would interest only a butcher, except for one fact. That's right. That's look, when, the, when the belly of the whale is slit open and a man puts a hook on the guts to free them from the carcass, the manager is astounded at their massive size. So now that's what we've got going. <laughs> Uh, well, if, you use, if you're going to go for a big scene, you're never going to be able to match the location. How are we going to get so abstract? How are we going to get inside? This is a problem we haven't faced yet. Are we going to take the blue goose inside the whale? <laughs> well, it's a good question. We could have a wild whale. We could solarize the whale and do it with special effects. I think front projection is your best bet. Yeah, but front projection Whales is in trouble. Hate front projection. Why don't we cut the Whales whale out of the script? Cutting a whale, we man, is... We could cut the whale right out of the script. We could be cutting the whale. You got Wait a minute. It. Cutting no. the whale. That's cutting the whale. That's a great idea. Cutting the whale. Well, four guys. It's like... But then we'll have to change the title from Love on a Horse to Love in a Whale. Who is going to see? They'll think it's a Disney film or something. That's good. That's Disney films get big ratings. Or, or Jacques Cousteau, even worse. Yeah, right. Jacques it's one of those live adventure things with real whales. You know, I mean, a nude whale. A nude whale. Are you trying to be funny, Harry?